Welcome to the Accidental Fatherhood Podcast with James and Ash. We started this podcast because there isn't a lot of support out there for us guys. We're going through a pretty tough time right now. Yeah. Yeah. Accidents, not mistakes. Unplanned pregnancies and new relationships and what is going on with our lives. So we're trying to bring a little bit of support through some awesome special guests and it's a place to commiserate together. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. We just thought we would do this podcast as a bit of a check-in to see how everyone is going and see how we're going. Yeah, no one's going to call in, James. (laughs) I hope everyone's doing well and you're enjoying the journey so far. And if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And for being a part of this journey with us. Um, and as you probably have listened to, we're not experts at this and we're definitely learning as we're going. And, but we're really loving the process and uh, we're so thankful to have people that actually want to listen in and, and listen to what we have to say and, and share. And I hope there's one thing out of all of these podcasts, even if you've listened to just one of them, that you've gone, oh, wow, yeah, that's cool. I could, I could probably implement or take that away in my life. And I, you know, that's what we hope for. So anyway, cheers, Ash, for, uh, what is cheers. this, number six? Yeah. <laughs> Ching. Yeah. Uh, number, uh, I don't know, number six. Yeah. Hopefully this one stays in. Fingers crossed. We're almost, prof- well, I'm saying we've, we've had a bit of practice now. The setup's looking even better. We're, uh, we're still on a very, very tight budget. In fact, zero budget. Zero. And we just- Negative. Negative. We're in, we were definitely in the negative. Uh, so any sponsors out there? Feel free. Feel free to. We're doing. We're doing good Huggies, things. Um, we can do reviews for sure. <laughs> beer, <laughs> beer, beer, uh, beer. That's a weekly cost that we don't need because we do drink um, secretly when we do these. We do because it just loosens us up a bit, and we feel a little bit more kind of because mm. you know, stone and wood for the refreshing taste. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, how are you finding the process though? What do you, you got some takeaways yet? Takeaways so far from the podcast process. It has been a massive learning curve. Mm. I think the whole swearing thing is pretty interesting because I didn't realize I swore so much. Yeah, I'm definitely bad at swearing and um, I never really cared. I don't, I still don't care. There's a couple of people that obviously do care, Bart being one of them. Um, and he's got some valid points and it's something that I did want to bring up or did want to stop when Billy got to that age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's so interesting to know how quickly they start learning and that's something that I, I didn't realize. So it was something that I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to fix that. But I'm, I guess something that I've learned is I've got to fix so much. So, Hey, well, I think maybe using that term fix is probably the wrong way of, of like yeah. framing it. I think just, uh, I don't know because that means you're broken and I don't think you're broken. I don't think no. anyone's broken. I just think there's <laughs> there's room for <laughs> except for your left or your right head. No. I think yeah, saying we're broken is a bad terminology. I think we have room for improvement or we've got, you know, we've got things we can do better and definitely. I think that, that's a better way of framing, uh, Fra- framing, framing that. It. But, yeah, it's definitely something I want to work on and improve on. And I think um, it's something that I can start now. Um, so and doing the swear jar. I mean, we haven't done it yet, but we'll have to do a count. I've been, count, I've been counting them. There's, I think we're up to up to around twenty. I would say. Yeah, but I think that's a wonderful idea if we can donate. Even I was actually thinking we should just donate it to ourselves. <laughs> like, is that is that no? Well, I said back that to it, the, back into the podcast. I, like, put whatever money we we do. 
Because, I mean, we're not getting paid for this shit, right? And that's another dollar. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we are now. <laughs> pay but, self, self-funded. Pay, it's just, I mean, everything that we, everything's going to go back into the podcast. And maybe when we, when there's a sizable amount in there, well, whenever it is, I think we re- reevaluate. But I think that could definitely be an option rather than a men's charity or a charity or maybe we go down that road, but we'll have a conversation. Yeah, I, I was even thinking perhaps we start a, create this as a non-profit organisation and yeah, that would be cool. Maybe we can get some funding or something to increase our exposure and, and you know, the level of guests we get and things like that. But, yeah, these are all kind of pie-in-the-sky ideas. I'd be keen for yeah. that, for sure. So what, what do you reckon the biggest, from the guests we've had, what do you reckon are the biggest takeaways? I, I reckon what's come up a lot is probably communication with our partners. Vulnerability. Vulnerability's come up a lot and values. Values and, and working on those values together. Mm, and, and love languages I think has come up a couple of times. Yeah, and I use that as a little bit of a cheat guide. I think we covered that in the first podcast. Mm. But I, I always use that as a bit of a cheat guide. But it's something that um, I have to remind myself to – to do it's like oh maybe love language what yeah. you know how can i improve home life it's like okay i can do this and this and then that way you know working on that it's like a cheat it is it's like well my partner does like gifts so maybe i can get a gift mm. i don't know yeah but um and communication is i think the hardest one of all of them to try and get right or to try and improve because it's it takes it takes two to get that right, like that, I'm. I feel like I'm communicating well, but then I'm not getting much response from my partner, or she's communicating well, and I, you know, I'm not. I'm not ready to hear that, or I don't want to listen to that. And it's like you said with Candace, it's hard when you communicate right, and you're like, well, how's this going to be? Um, how's this going to be received? Mm. But I think what she said where she's like, well, make sure that, like, basically, what I, my takeaway was. Um, make sure you're showing up first. Make sure you're doing everything. Like I, I, I. Make sure you're talking properly. Make sure you're... Yeah, hold up that mirror. Hold up that mirror first before you go down the road of accusing, and which is easy enough to do. I mean, we get tired. There's a lot of pressure on us at work. And then showing up at home, you know, there's fucking corona. Another dollar. Crap. Um, there's corona going around, so people are getting sick left, right, and center. I thought that was Stone and Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. See, I'm not a, I'm not a dad yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, oh, yeah. How's that going? How was the birth? People have been asking me birthday. how the birthday so went we, down. We filmed an episode number two, and I got really personal into the birthday present, and then we decided to can it because yeah, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good, and I think I was getting too personal. The birthday went really well. I there were, I got four presents. One, I got the lead singer of the Wombats to wish her a happy birthday on video because I got backstage and it was really cool. Uh, second was uh, I took her out for the dinner. The third one was I got her an expensive moisturizer. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the fourth one is the one that Ash loves, which was around. It was a, the most. I like. I I wanted to cover all bases here because I I felt like in that first trimester, my partner was not about me at all. Yeah. And I don't like for me that's why we started the podcast because I'm like Ash, I'm in this new relationship. There's a my partner's carrying well, there's a woman carrying my child, and she wants absolutely nothing to do with me. 
She hates me <laughs> right now. So I reached out to you and I'm like, this is, uh, is this normal? Like what I'm, I just, how do I feel really, really hurt right now. And I don't know how to handle this because I, you know, I really like this person, but they don't like me. I don't know what I've done wrong. And yeah, it's challenging because they, they're carrying my child and they don't want anything to do with me. It's like, whoa, like this is. It's just the demon inside. Yeah, it, it was it was tough to process. So that's why we started this. And then she was, when it was her birthday, was obviously still in that first trimester. And I couldn't do anything right, Ash. I couldn't do anything right. And so I wanted with this birthday present, I'm like, I'm not going to stuff this one up. I'm going to do everything. So that's why I've got four gifts covering all different angles. But the fourth one was <laughs> was a I was walking through the markets and I know she loves the beach and there was this bottle, um, like a, uh, you know, like a, a bottle, you know, like a beer bottle almost, but it'll be <laughs> stone and wood. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it had stones and wood inside. Uh, it had shells and sand and it had this little message in the top, uh, of the bottle. And I thought, oh, instead of getting her a card, I'll write a little message in the scroll. Like it was a scroll with string and it was a very bohemian kind of thing. And then I went to, as I was walking out in the markets, I saw this crystal shop, <laughs> Sorry. which you still laugh at. <laughs> it's it's not even that funny. Like I've bought crystals for people before. <laughs> so so <laughs> I bought, I was hanging out with these two girls and they were like my best friends during the pandemic. And um, I was walking past a crystal shop, probably similar to what you walked past. And I bought these two crystal massages think being like just being nice for their part partners to give them massages or they can massage and i was like yeah whatever fucking, dildos. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious you bought two chicks I no crystals does it matter what crystal they are? Uh, I had no idea. They're like, I'm this pretty, this pretty sure this is... This one's obsidian. It's a bit bigger than the others. Oh, oh man. I Yeah. So anyway, who, who knows what crystals do? I, You know, because they vibrate on an energy, we will never see or... Well, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm not that clued in with the crystals, but... They do, they do hold energy. So yeah. I think that's been proven scientifically. So that's cool. Yeah. My partner's... My partner, I believe, is open to all of that stuff. She's quite um, yeah, rounded and, and um, a bit hippie. Tish loves that as well. Like, my, yeah. yeah, my missus loves it. I think most chicks do. I think, yeah, and I've I've gone down a bit of that rabbit hole before. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, so I got a, I, I bought, um, added to this really thoughtful <clears> gift, <throat> as well as the message in the scroll, which is some crystals. So I got her birthstone in there and this other, uh, I forget what it was now, like a, a rose quartz or something, which is... Um, unconditional love or I don't know. There was something really lovely about it. And one was about like a birthstone. And anyway, I thought it was really lovely. So I gave her these presents and she was, yeah. James stepped up. I stepped up, raised the bar and I got very little feedback. (laughs) (laughs) So at the time it was very little feedback and it was, but look, it wasn't negative feedback. So no, you got good feedback eventually. Eventually, it took her three or four days to actually write me. So I to went to all this it. trouble, and yeah, I didn't get any feedback, and I felt really kind of oh fuck. Well, what else can I do here? And then three or four days later, she sent me a message saying, "Hey, um, I haven't had a chance to actually send you this message, but thank you for your birthday present, and uh, it was really thoughtful, and blah blah blah." So I did, I did get a thank you eventually, but it was an instant, and yeah, I've learned that patience is the key. 
at, yep. the, mo- at the moment and probably throughout the whole entire pregnancy is pr- uh, patience. Yeah, because she's going through this process as yeah. well of being pregnant with a guy that she barely knows yeah. and as well. So, so. things, yeah, no, as I explained to most people, a baby bomb went off and it pushed us apart and we, we're trying to find our way back to each other and it's been good. She's We've talked about moving in with each other. There's that discussions now being had. Uh, she's already replaced, pretty much replaced my rug <laughs> in the apartment and we bought a lamp. Last weekend, so she's kind Big of steps. she's nesting a little bit. She's we're getting a little That's bit. That's cool. You know, she's making my home a little bit her home, which I encourage because it must be pretty hard to just move into someone's place and uh, you know just adopt their life. From I've nowhere. seen your place. I'd move in in a heartbeat. That, it's it's that, look. It's not that. It's a little two bedroom apartment, but it's pimping. <laughs> it's just, probably the wrong word. It's not pimping at all. It is just very tasteful. Uh, yeah, furniture. It's not that. It's not that outrageous. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of all happening, and yeah, things are good at the moment. So yeah. for, for us, things are good, and I've I've really taken those. Like she communicated with me that I, you know, I don't go down to see her as much, and I don't phone. I've been phoning, you know, making phone calls, which is something I'm not really big on. Yeah, but I think she sees the effort I'm making, and yeah, I think it's going really well right now. So I'm I'm in a good place. What about you? How are you going right now? Um, yeah, I think doing this podcast has made me reflect. So much on what I was doing at home or not doing. And, um, yeah, I think in a big way that has had a massive flow and effect. We've, um, Billy's gone through some sleep um, issues. She was sick this week for the first time ever with like a little cold. Um, so we learnt that you got to, or, you know, like, so then there was like, well, which way are we going to, which way are we going to do this? And then, you know, um, my side of the story would be that Tisha's way wasn't working. <laughs> so um, basically I found that she wanted to sit up because she had a dummy in her mouth and then like the all the congestion was making her tr- struggle to breathe. So she needed to sleep sitting up. So like the sleep routine went out the window, um, which has been like a bit of a tough point for Tish and I anyway with the sleep routine. Um, we haven't been able to get that down. Are you doing the controlled, so, the controlled crying technique or how are you? What do you? What? So I was all for the controlled crying. We are doing a little bit of it. But um, after speaking to your brother, Phil, who's coming on next week about, about it, I was like, oh, maybe it's not the best way to go. Billy's been really good. She She doesn't. She's a pretty fucking good baby. Oh, another dollar. Um, <laughs> she's she's been a pretty good baby, to be honest. And um, but the biggest struggle that we have is she's breastfed. She can't take formula. Tisha's really pushing to be the best, and she's like uh, hands hands down, hands up. I don't know, but all praise to her. Like she is doing. She's cooking bone broth every week. Like Billy's eating this bougie ass diet, which is like she eats better than. Like if I ate what Billy ate, I'd probably be shredded. That's probably what I need to do is just eat what she eats, and I'll be fine. But you know, it's all like gut health. Um, she's done a lot of research into it. She's said like the microbiome stuff. Microbiome. She's really looking after Billy's best interests, which is awesome. 
But unfortunately, from what I can tell and from I, – I don't learn from reading a lot of information. I like listening. Um, I'm very audible when I'm learning information. I like to ask people questions, um, you know, and unfortunately – with which is why I love the podcast, why I love doing podcasts, why I love listening to podcasts. But, um, you know, that doesn't align with Tisha's values. She likes reading expert material um, sort of thing that she can trust. So what I found is what my research, which was asking the girls at work, (laughs) (laughs) which is... But, hey, collectively they've had like 10 kids. Yeah, experiential experiential learning, right? That's 10 more than what we have. And they could all agree that um, she's probably not sleeping through because she's not full enough Mm. because she's not formula fed. So formula fed babies usually start sleeping through the night earlier. So um, that's something that we haven't been able to master yet. So rice cereal, which was recommended to us, is apparently not good for their gut. Um, But so... Poor Tish has been going on, like, Billy's eight months old now. So, eight months with not one full night's sleep. I can't even give her a night off, really, um, at this stage. So, it gets it gets to her. I think my brother's or my sister-in-law, she's had pretty much two years. Yeah. Non, yeah. No full night's sleep. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, but things are really good between Tish and I, and I think that's um, I think that's massively because of this podcast, because I'm sort of asking these questions, talking to people, experts, and in what, a way. And what have you been? What changes have you made to, you know, what 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 are those big changes you've made that have made that relationship at home better from the what we've talked to guests and stuff about? Uh, so biggest takeaway was from Sean showing up more. Um, at home, not switching off when I get home from work, not using that as an excuse. Um, parenting's a twenty-four-hour gig, sort of thing. So it's and not it's not that but that kind of mentality of I've worked all day, I get to rest now. It's yeah. not that mentality. Lose that mentality. Yeah, it, it sucks um, in a way. Like I'll be honest, it's it's exhausting, um, sort of thing. And yeah, which is actually you know I want to start doing um, what's that? What is that, James? <laughs> it's a phone. Someone's calling us. Anyway. I don't know who's calling at this time of night. Well, it's probably your partner. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the office phone. It'd be some Indian in, um, yeah. Bangladesh. Bangladesh or Delhi and going, I'm going to scam you for everything you got. That's a negative thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this uh, thing on just, yeah, this morning I watched this guy and he was uh, basically on film catching out a a guy from Delhi or somewhere in India. I love those. Yeah, and he was like he was literally catching him out on the phone and hacking into his computer and giving it right back to him. It was amazing just to see him go, hey, I'm going to expose you, mate. There was a CIA guy that did it and he's like, I'm logging into your building now and I'm shutting down all the computers and he did it like and wow. the yeah. call center was going off. So I can't believe yeah. people do that. I mean, I, I guess it's survival. For them, they're it's just a job. They, it's a job. It's a nine to five. <laughs> just ripping people. We just rip people off. Rip Those people bloody off. Westerners in there, you know. It's a nine to five. But, they, yeah. um, but back to takeaways, though. Before we get off topic, um, so yeah, showing up that was one thing um, that I did. So I definitely started to really put the effort in when I got back home. Second thing that um, 
I guess, was realizing the trickle effect when after speaking to Dean, I guess, re- realizing the trickle effect of what domestic violence looks like and the almost like how dangerous something little can be. Um, so not letting them, those little things build up into those big things and then uh, one day maybe being a, like a massive explosion, explosion mm-hmm. into something that I don't ever want to do um, because I think that was – from his story, that's what I, I sort of picked up, I guess, with um, with that was, you know, these guys, they're just normal guys like you and me and then something snaps in them one day and I think I can I could relate to that in a way. Like, you, you know, if you um, – if you've got a bucket that just keeps getting full, mm. you've got gonna, a break, everyone's got a breaking point, right? Yeah, it's like you got to empty out that bucket and you know stop the flow, if that makes sense. And have, um, and have ways of emptying the bucket. Have ways of emptying the bucket. Communicate those ways of emptying the bucket, and communicate the ways that it, it, the bucket's getting filled up. Yeah, you know that was my takeaway there, um, which is what I started doing. And that little things like showing up again at home, obviously. Dean and Sean working with the mate program, um, they would have a similar sort of alignment. So, but yeah, that was definitely helpful. And then with Bart, um, obviously the not swearing has, you know, helped uh, or has, you know, how how I show up as a person and then what that looks like for my daughter and um, actually realising that, you know, how I show up at home is going to have a... Um, you know, effect on my daughter's well-being in the future. A ripple effect, yeah. What, what, yeah. I, what I liked about Bart was he was a great example of a co-parenting working as well. Oh, man, those guys, like, yeah, those kids are awesome. Um, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, like, one's a school captain and then his youngest is just such her own person. Like, the stuff she does is so amazing. Um, you know, like, just confident. Beyond belief. And Bart, um, that guy, man, like he's done 24-hour, like he's done um, Tough Mudders, like World's Toughest Mudder. Um, I've done obstacle course races with him. Where I've, I've done one of those before. It was it was tough. The What, the 24-hour one or the – No way. I've done a I've done a day one, a tough, just a Tough Mudder. Oh, no. Bart has gone over to Vegas and done the Tough Mudder course 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. I bet you got, his his got hands a- swelled up. Like I've done, I've done two 24 hour events with Bart, um, down in Sydney. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's called Enduro. I wasn't, <laughs> I did not go for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Bart did the second time we went down and man, yeah, Bart's incredible, really incredible person. Um, he's such a good role model, but actually talking to him and, and breaking that down a little bit. Last week was really, um, really cool um, because it's something that I've never really got to unpack with him. Mm. Um, so it's definitely something that I need to, that I feel like I need to start working on as well, like um, to show up more like my fitness. Obviously, I've been a little bit um, off the fitness train, but I think for me, self-evaluation, what I've found for me is I need to like get better with diet Working out, um, you know, mental capability as well to be a good parent and to be able to show up constantly at home. Um, so it's like, I'm, what can I do to start doing these? And I think like starting with 
having a couple of drinks with you on a Friday afternoon, doing these podcasts is a really good place to start, not going out, um, not going to bars and drinking. You know, I mean, I wasn't doing that anyway, but like if I get time to go out and do that, like doing something like this is much better process. Um, but yeah, anyway. I, I have actually loved learning things from people here as well. It's, I feel like there are takeaways in every single conversation we have. There's something like, oh, that's pretty interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm learning something and it's, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable process. Candace, Candace was, is probably too fresh for me to actually process, process but also I think she hypnotized us. <laughs> <laughs> How good was her voice though? Oh, know? man, I was there zoning out like, onto her voice and looking like her eye contact was incredible. Yeah, it was it was uncomfortable almost at times. Like she's, she's I like, wasn't uncomfortable at all. <laughs> well, I was just I was like I'm I'm like drifting into. But funny after that show ended, how um, what did she say? I was a K. Was that a K or something? Yeah, she, she labeled and she labeled us with a K and a D or something. I don't know. But anyway, and I a big D. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a little D. <laughs> Capital D. <laughs> it's a little chipolata, a little cashew nut. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, penis is always funny to talk about. <laughs> not while Candace is here. <laughs> not, not why any, anyone's here. <laughs> But, uh, but um, yeah, I'm a lot more open to that sort of stuff and going down the rabbit hole, whereas um, you're a lot more controlled with that sort of stuff, which makes sense. Like, I definitely have trouble letting go, with like fully letting go, especially <clears throat> around people and trusting and stuff. Which is crazy because I've never done um, plant medicines to the extent that you have. And because I don't want to let go, I don't want to get rocketed into that space. And, I mean, you've been around me on some plant medicines before um, and you've coached me through some experiences, um, especially around psilocybin yeah, and whatnot. But Yeah, there's like the, uh, for me, it's the, this physical experience is different to when I have – when I experience plant medicines, I go to that other place and for me that place feels safer yeah, it's than, crazy than the real world. So, yeah, I just I think that's how you know your experiences in life kind of shape who you are and and how you experience things. So I don't, I don't know. I'm I've never had trouble letting go in that space. But when I'm like you put me on a dance floor, I'll struggle to get up there and dance because I don't want to. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it good? So I yeah, kind of struggle to let go and just play and have fun and I feel like I'm I'm too rigid and in my head a lot. So I would love to be able to kind of take those shackles off, um, you know, that that kind of insecurity or that fear of judgment and those kind of things that come up when I when I do that stuff. Uh whereas when I'm in that plant medicine space, I feel like it's very uh, introspective internal journey. Yeah. And there is no judgment there apart from your own self-judgment. So when I'm in that place, I'm very safe. Yeah, I feel very safe because it's it's I'm in, I'm going inwards. Yeah. Um, whereas outwards, I've always felt a little bit kind of 
uh, less safe because you're dealing with, you know, whatever else is going on out there in the, in the live world, the real the real yeah, world. It's mm. interesting, hey? Yeah. I definitely but, want to do some plant, more plant medicines. Mm. It's um, And I have heard that even ayahuasca is available. I don't know if it's available legally. It's or, not legal in Australia. But oh, it, oh, good my, to know. <laughs> my, my brother's coming on next week and he's got a really uh, funny story. Uh, well, funny but uh, interesting story of his journey through uh, spirituality because I've, I've not always been spiritual and my real reason for being spiritual is because of uh, my brother Phil who went through in a, a life-changing experience at Splendor in the Grass I think it was about five or six years ago. It's Splendor. It was a Splendor. Splendor's happening now. It is happening. I wish I was there. Oh, actually, it's raining and windy. Yeah. Uh, not so much. That's a sign of the age. It is a sign of the age. <laughs> It'll be cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to do that. Yeah, uh, but like, wet yeah. and get cold. When I was young, I didn't miss a bloody music festival. Loved it. I've only ever been to one festival, and that was Burning Man. Really? That's the only festival you've ever been to? Yeah. Um, I've, I think from the age of... Since I was 18, I went to every music festival I could get my hands on. Well, I was, I was an f- apprentice, so I, I couldn't, like, a ticket to a big day out or something was my wage for the yeah. week. I was a fiend, man. I loved music, still love music, used to DJ. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but Phil has this super interesting, he's going to share with us next week his journey through, uh, you know, through that, I'd say spiritual, but it was it was like a bit of an, uh, um a very traumatic experience that he went through to get to where he is today. Yeah. And he's a beautiful, beautiful human being. And the the change in him was like... Yeah, were you guys dicks when you were younger? No, nah, never dicks. Never dicks. No, not... I've be- always... Not that I've... Oh, I've actually always wondered. Um, but obviously, I only met you, what, five, six years ago now? I've, ne- I've, I've always been a really nice person. Always yeah. kind of va- valued... You and Phil would be similar. Like you guys yeah. are identical twins for people that don't know, yeah. um, which would be everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Except friends listening. Yeah. Uh, we've always been really nice people, and really, but definitely probably a little bit more self-centered. Ego. ego uh, n- not so, Maybe a little bit ego-driven when you're younger anyway. Keep talking. It, you want another drink? Yeah, I can, if there's another one in there. Yeah, well, there's a beer. You want a beer? So we're back. Apparently no one wants to see me getting a beer. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, maybe we'll leave it in. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Stonewood proudly sponsored. No, actually, it hasn't. <laughs> Stonewood, please sponsor us. Yep, you are Pacific with- Ale from Byron Bay. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say egotistical. I would just say more self-centered and selfish. And I think that's how we are. And well, I was maybe a little bit more selfish in my twenties, but I've always been a nice person. I think everybody, most men. Yeah, uh, probably selfish. Most people. Really. Yeah, most most people. Yeah, especially in the younger years, you you're really all about yourself. Uh, but yeah, I've always been nice. But the change would probably be a more compassionate, um, calm, compassionate, uh, unconditional love kind of uh, EQ. <laughs> yeah, EQ. More emotional intelligence. More connected. More com- uh, empathetic. So these are all the qualities that he had from his experience, which he'll go into a bit of detail about, which I've heard I've heard a few times, and it's it's a really interesting story. Some, and, yeah, something I um I've been tossing up with, and I wanted to talk to you and Phil about it. So I don't know if I should wait till next week, and maybe you can say wait till next week. But it's a tattoo. I wanted to get a tattoo um, to sort of help, I guess, motivate me 
um, a reminder mm. for and then also to mark the fact that I've had a child. And I know that you've got tattoos on your um, on your arms. I don't know where else, but yeah. Um, and I know Phil's got... You, you don't have any tattoos at all? I've got a wave. Actually, the wave was when I first met you. Was it a hand going like this? No, it's a, it's a white... It's a white tattoo on my thing. Ah, it's invisible in, unless it's black light. No, I can see it. It's and it was for me. My dad hates tattoos, so every time I wanted to get one, all I could think of was dad's going to just disown me, and I'm just going to be upset him. And it's like, what's the point? You know, just get it on your bum. <sighs> well, I was Do a you- surf boat rower for so many years, so you wedge you. They would have, and I'm like, eh. and plus, I want to see it. Um, I've always wanted an arm tattoo um, anyway, like a smaller mm. sort of thing. Um, but this tattoo that I've got, it's just of a wave. And it was when we went over um, overseas to that house. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah. It was when I first met. Can you do a close-up to the camera so they can see what your arm looks like? Oh, no. It's not really a tattoo, guys, is it? It's, it's <laughs> Mum calls it a worm. <laughs> My mum thought it was a ringworm. It's, it's like it's a tattoo someone would get who's not allowed tattoos. It's, yeah, it totally <laughs> it's is. It's, one. it's white ink. And the yeah. annoying thing is it doesn't even show up under a blue light. Oh, I tried is, it. That is really annoying. <laughs> it turns brown. I'm like, what? Ripped off. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, so I was on some plant medicines when we first met, um, when that big group of us went over. Um, Burning Man? Or No, it wasn't Burning Man. Uh, over to the island. For your birthdays. Oh, yeah. Then. Yeah. And I was on some plant medicines. Um, I was on I, – I'd first time I'd ever smoked marijuana and I had taken some mushrooms that day as well. Are we allowed to say this on national yeah, TV? it was overseas. <laughs> what island was it? Overseas. <laughs> <laughs> it it was, was overseas. It You're was right. overseas. It was Jay. overseas. It wasn't – It was overseas. It wasn't – it wasn't on the here. mainland. It was not anyway overseas and plant medicine. <laughs> I like how we call them the plant medicines, but yeah, psilocy- like mushrooms, psilocybin, and marijuana. Yeah, THC. So or <laughs> I was on shrooms and weed, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, and it was the first time I'd ever done it. But I was sitting down. Um, I was sitting down watching the sunset. And there was this like really, it was such a lovely day. It was like really calm. Oh, I still remember that the afternoon when we had the esky in the water and the sun setting and it's yeah. like we're all in the water and the music's playing and we're just like, oh, this is just so good. It was, yeah, and it was that sunset and um, we walked up to watch it. A couple of us walked up to watch it go down over the water and there was a family, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nah, there was a family. There was three, there was three generations of, of women. So there was a, Basically, a two-year-old, a twenty-something-year-old, and then the grandma, however old she was, and they're all wearing white dresses. Like I could like not a fo- like a photo shoot, like a photo you, shoot, you know with photo, yeah. no photographer, and it, I didn't have my phone on me. It was just like living in the moment, and I was like, "Man, this is this is what life is like. It, life for me is like an ocean, and some days is going to be like just this magical, sort of perfect, pristine thing that is like a picture, like a movie." But then other days, like I'd, I'd ride surfboats, and other days you're just getting smashed left, right, and center. Oh, that that is definitely life for you, and it's the you know, 
it's like waiting for that big wave to come and knock you knock you over. Yeah, because right? it it, it, do, it does happen, and yeah. um, that's what resilience is, and that's what. And if we didn't have those waves that come in and knock us about a little bit, a we wouldn't learn something because oh, we'd be bored as fuck. It, it, it would be really really boring. A yeah, definitely. Usually, there's some great lessons that come with anything anything that you're resisting or you're not enjoying in life or trauma or any of these things, great lessons will come from that. But yeah, life would be really boring. But yeah, anyway, so I had this realization while I was on, on these substances and I was like, huh, I'm going to get a tattoo of a wave and it's just going to be for me. And it's just going to be a little reminder there because, you know, when I'm being depressed or have suffered from anxiety or whatever it's like and the times can feel rough it's like just a little reminder it's like hey man it's just a time it's just a bit of period it's just a time period you're going to get through this and there's going to be some really lovely days ahead Mm. so that's why i got it um that's what i wanted to say it's temporary yeah it's like the good times are temporary the The bad times are temporary it's uh everything's temporary and if we I think when we get caught up in those big waves, yeah, you know, and it's tough, and it's like, fuck, is this ever going to end? It will end. Yeah, it, it will. And sometimes we need that resilience and that that fortitude to get through those tough times, and know that there's going to be good times after that. And even depression and things like that. Like you and I both suffered from depression, and you think when you're in that space that this is this is it. Yeah, like I'm going to be like this forever. Yep. And there's no way out, and it's it's just the dark depths of Fucking hell. Yeah. Swedger. Swedger. And <clears throat> I think, yeah, I mean, my tattoo here, just so you can see my tattoo. It's a real tattoo. It's a real one. Uh, it, it says um, Anicca, which is one which is impermanence. Everything's impermanent. Every experience is impermanent. Good times, the bad times, all impermanent. And may all beings be everywhere be happy is what else it says. And that tattoo in the... The Sanskrit, which I have there, is what my brother has, my twin brother. So we copied our, I copied his tattoo. Well, we, I got it as a sign of like our connection. And the inside here is consciousness and outside is the um, the, the physical plane, which yeah, right. is like the kind of the, the leaves and the flowers and but inside is very geometric, like those geometric shapes. That if you've ever done psychedelics, you go into that divine realm of this uh, – just lots of geometric shapes and um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like, a, like strange, uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Like Dr. Strange. Yeah. Just like Dr. Strange. Like you go into this yeah. realm of math. It's like maths basically. You're like, in, I'm in the realm of maths. Man. <laughs> and kaleidoscopes. You and- know what's crazy on that is how many kid movies have these scenes where these kid characters are tripping balls. Like I watched, I watched The Good Dinosaur the other day. And they eat this fermented fruit, this dinosaur and this little human eats this fermented fruit. And then all of a sudden they start tripping balls. Like the little dinosaur head goes like, like the body gets really small. It's funny as like from someone that's experienced things like that, I have so much appreciation for it. And I sit there laughing my head off. And these are, I mean, kid, these are kids. They're kids movies. Wow. Yeah. So many kids movies have these scenes where, you know, the characters are tripping balls. What's your favourite kids movie? Oh, jeez. Um, I like The Lion King. The Lion King on Billy's first day on Earth, so and- after we got her back from the hospital, um, 
and she was like, yeah, we. I woke up and I was just nursing her. Um, Tisha's mum was downstairs and I just put the Lion King on my phone um, and just the circle of life that was just – that was like I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like they've they've become they've I've got a lot more meaning behind a lot of these things now. Yeah, a lot, like, more, lot more depth to your to your experience in yeah. From I reckon from having a kid would would bring that. Like you have a much deeper feelings. So so like Dad took me to see The Lion King when I was little. It's one of my earlier memories and loved it. And um, but yeah, it was like when there's like in songs. Like I made a playlist for her as well. Um, so definitely the Lion King would have to be like one of the all time favorite child movies. Um, wreck it Ralph when we found out we were pregnant. So I was suffering from anxiety. I think I've said that before, um, during the pandemic, it's sort of COVID era when I wasn't working. Um, and Tisha and I first got together and we, and obviously quite quickly we, we were pregnant. Um, so I wasn't working. And didn't realize how much mental load that actually puts on someone, like not working. Like working is the secret to like being mentally strong. Like you got to have a purpose. you got to have a reason to wake up. I agree. I agree. Even just having a, a 10 days off w- with COVID and you're just in your apartment, lows in my apartment the whole time. I'm like, yeah, week off in my apartment. I'm, Dude, I'm I like, was, I, need, oh, f- I need to do something. Yeah, and I was cracking on to nearly a year. Wow. Off. Where and then obviously, well, not obviously, but then I couldn't. I was in this like purgatory sort of area, where I, I thought I was going to go back to my normal job, um, and then uh, so I wasn't worried about trying to upskill, get another job, whatever. Um, it was like I'll be able to get this job, you know, going back to what I usually did with my hand injury and be off on light duty still. But because of COVID, the work actually went into receivership or whatever. Like I got a payout from work and made redundant. And then the new company wouldn't take me on because I had a hand injury, obviously, for obvious reasons. So yeah, yeah. it was, I was in this like weird state where for I almost wasted a year of my life not doing anything, not upskilling, not, you know, um, doing very little physical activity. Basically, I was just partying all the time and living life because I thought it was going to end, right? Like what what would you do if you had a holiday for a year? Like you'd make the most of it. But if I told you, hey, by the way, you're not going back to what you were doing before, you'd have a completely different thought, mm. think, thought pattern. Anyway, it messed me up a lot when we first got together, when I first got together with um, Tish. I watched Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. That was hands down my favorite kids movie at the time. For sure. I was like, oh, my God. And then um, funny enough, I was like, I wonder if and how cool would it be if when my child, you know, unborn child in five years' time, how cool would it be if this is an experience that I can do and get into that kid zone and get into that kid mindset with her? Obviously, to enjoy, to, to enjoy that experience together on, that, en- on the same level. Almost. On the same level almost, which is a big takeaway from Bart being able to play, like doing that play with kids and how important it is to play with kids. Yeah, I actually liked how he said, you know, get down on the floor and see the world from their eyes and, you know, it's that's pretty cool as well. It is. Yeah, he said to me um, when his daughters were little, he's like, dude, just 
get down on the ground and just look up at like the benches and look at how tall everything looks from down there on their level. Like lay down on the floor and actually look at things from their perspective because the world is fucking massive. Yeah. Sweater. Um, the world is massive from their perspective. <laughs> Sweater. Sweater. Yeah. So it's totally, man. I when I look I would say my favourite kids movie. And I saw it when I – it would probably be Moana. I really like Moana. Have, wow. you, seen, have you seen Moana? Yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another movie that I liked when I was a kid. I was big in Star Wars. I oh, know you were. I oh, know you are. Yeah. I didn't say were. Star Wars so, and Marvel. I'm surprised you don't have a Star Wars tattoo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that big a nerd. <laughs> I wouldn't do what that. What are you saying? What are you saying about Phil? <laughs> he's got the whole Marvel sleeve tattooed. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a cool tattoo. He's got a really cool tattoo. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, Until next week. I'll bring up the tats with him next week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's um, – I like Moana. Star Wars, anything Marvel is pretty good. But for a kid's movie, I think Moana is my what favorite. Lego, Lego movies? Uh, not, I didn't mind Did, the first Lego movie. Yeah. I just thought, like, Lego – I can't wait till Billy's older and I can do um, I can do Star Wars Day with her. I, just, I actually loved Lego when I was younger. I loved just building – Random stuff with Lego. Yeah, so did I. It's never that good at it though. I was always, always loved it. Always, I felt like I was always pretty good at it. Did you build like spaceships and things? Like, did you build the plan? Did you buy like a? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and then sometimes I would just grab. Mum and Dad had this big bag of yeah, just a plethora of blocks. Yeah, and I would just build something out of it. We would. My brother was my brother's older, and I feel like. being the younger child, I think oh, maybe I'm just maybe that's just bullshit. Hand, um, hand me down Lego. No, we always got like the same Lego, but I think because I was a little bit younger, he got he was able to build it, whereas I was just a bit of a potato. And then eventually, like by the time the like, instructions were gone and all the all the bits were in, mixed up with each other, it was just more the bits were mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I met a guy once who was in my business network, and he's he built a business that sold. The missing pieces of Lego. Shit. So he had all of those. He had like people would make an order, and it'd be the bits missing from their that's cool Lego pack, and he would just he would just like send them out three three small bits of Lego. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, well, how about that Lego guy over at Burning Man? Oh, the Lego truck. The Lego truck. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. If anyone wants to see a cool thing, look up Lego Burning Man Lego truck. It's our mate from Burning Man, and he's got this. All the bricks light up. It's pretty pretty cool. It drives and, around. Yeah. DJ deck on it. Yeah, man. It's really That's, really cool. Yeah, um, really cool. So yeah. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to. We've got pretty much eight weeks of guests lined up. Yeah. So um, we got your brother coming in. We got um, Kaylee. Is she after your brother? Yep, she's the next week. So Phil coming in next week, then okay. Kaylee coming in the week after. Up she's, um, uh, what is she? She's an influencer. Well, she is an influencer, but she owns her own injectables business. So she's very, she's a very smart woman mm. uh, business-wise. So she's a cosmetic nurse, I think. I've got a, and after her, we've got Dan, um, Dan Hunges. He's a, he's from a, He's a business owner who's managed to just build a business and then he doesn't even have to work there anymore. He's just like, <sighs> he's just created this amazing, but he's he's also really an amazing person with some great insights and he's been through so many relationship hurdles and 
He is, oh, I can't wait to have a conversation with him. He is an amazing human. Uh, and then after that, we think we have, I'm not sure after that, but we have Marco, uh, Marco um, from Mob, which is a, a charity we actually, from my business, we support. It's Men of Business Academy. Yeah. And they were here on the Gold Coast and we, it's a, it's a, it's an academy that helps troubled teens at school. So we help the the ones that don't fit into the school, the school system. Uh, my brother and I are founding fathers of this academy. And it's about supporting those troubled teens, those troubled youths that just don't fit in. And we, we help give them a pathway through that. It's not school, the pathway through to help support them and yep. mentor them through that challenging time and help them, you know, have some direction and, and, you know, we, I strongly believe that we can make better men, you know, we're going to build a better community and, and it's going to have a flow on effect for, you know, relationships and women and everything. hundred percent. Yeah. So what about that stabbing? Do you want to talk about that? That's just saying. No. I don't really want to talk about stabbings. <laughs> oh man. Someone that, that showed in, it to that, me at work. That was in Brisbane, wasn't it? It was in Brisbane. Two young people ruined their lives that night. And, um. I feel for him, man. I feel for everybody involved. It's um, someone who filmed it, they put it on Twitter, then they showed it on the news. And it was just two young kids. One, I think the, I think one of the guys, the Vic, well, one of the guys got stabbed to death um, from one stab wound. And I think he from was 20. One, one stab wound. Mate, it was horrific. Where about so, stabbing? In the neck. <sighs> in the neck. This guy just was baffled. Baffled. And you, as when you see it, you're like, oh, he just punched him. But no, he had, a, he had a knife. It was like, and the scary thing is for me as with a daughter now, I'm like looking at that going, this is like a how-to guide. This is scary that it's out there. It's scary that it's allowed to be out there, um, that we're not, you know, and I guess like in a way we need to talk about it and bring it up and say how wrong it is. Like that guy, you know, it's just, it would have been over something dumb shit. Like in the scheme of things, seriously dumb shit. And the guy that did it, you know, they both weren't innocent because, as far as I, from what I could see, they were both shaping up to have a fight, um, which is just dumb. And then, you know, someone pulled a knife, and now that kid's going to go to jail. He's only twenty. Yeah, so really- see you later. Plus, see you when you're forty-five, fifty. Plus, he's carrying that. Stupid mistake with him for the rest of his life. Yeah. Mate, I was traumatized from watching it. So could you imagine what it would be like doing it in real? And the worst thing is, is that people are just standing around not even helping this this guy who is bleeding out. Like, you know, if someone mm. had just gone in there and applied pressure to the artery, like may have saved his life. But no one, everybody was so shocked, so shocked. And I'm like, I am glad that we do live in Australia where it's not, that regular you know this isn't a regular occurrence but holy crap man like that was terrible yeah and like i definitely you definitely you know and it's so close to us i'm like imagine your kids you know when they're growing up and they're going through their 20s and you know i definitely look (laughs) i definitely look back on my youth and go how did i survive yeah some of those stupid things i did because i did some silly things and i'm like a situation like that, I've never been in a situation like that, like where I, I would, me neither. I would never go to the well. I need to stab this guy. That that is no, no. That, but not even a fight. Not even like, you know what I mean. Like definitely, I've definitely been a uh, victim of like a coward punch or 
Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about that in Dean's episode. Two, I've had two yeah. king hits. Yeah. Yeah. Which can be just as deadly. Yeah. 100%. To, um, uh, you know. 100%. Anyway, it's uh, yeah. not a nice note to lead on. It's lead not. On, isn't it? <laughs> it's so not. It's, but maybe we wrap up there. Mm. It's been uh, – thank you guys for being on this journey again. Yeah, we're going to keep pushing. Yeah. Then, if you do want to come on the podcast, if you're listening, um, look us up. Go website. On, go on our website, accidentalfatherhood.com. You can apply to be a guest on the on our podcast. We'd love to have you. If you've got something to share or something to contribute, come along. We'd love to have a chat with you. Yeah, hopefully we can keep keep going down this road. And, um, yeah, if, if you do want to help us out too, reach out on that website. If um, you're in a position to help us out with marketing or whatever to help keep us doing this and, it's, yeah. Yeah, this is – at be, the moment it's it's – it's yeah, we're costing us time and money, and we're doing it for love. But if there's anyone out there that could thinks that we're onto a good thing and want to, you know, if there's anyone out there that would help or can help, it would go towards making this a yeah, better show, more if, better content, like or cameras or microphones or like a studio or something that can support us to do this. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're um we're in swedger swedger swedger. Right now, that's all we got is a sweat <laughs> And that may still probably more likely go to a charity. And it, it's still self-funded. We're just paying ourselves. It's we're still... paying ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for watching. We'll, uh, we'll see you next episode. Bye.